Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today is Numbers chapter 14, and it's about to get crazy, going from bad to worse from chapter number 13. It's just going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. But before we get that, if you're enjoying this, make sure that you are liking this video on YouTube. You're subscribing to the podcast if you're listening to it on whatever podcast you get to. And man, we are just, the more we dig, the more we find. And when it comes to the the whole entire book of Numbers, the overall principle of this is learning to trust God. The nation of Israel has just got through leaving from Mount Sinai, where they received the covenant. They saw God's presence. They built the tabernacle. They literally see the presence of God on the daily, on the daily, right around the tabernacle, which is in the middle of the camp. During the day, they see a cloud over the tabernacle. They see a fire over the night. They get free donuts to eat every day, manna, which they said tasted like a pastry. They get all this amazing stuff. And yet in this moment, they're terrified. They, and when, when you get panicked, fear is so contagious. Fear is so very contagious. And that's why we need to learn about these kind of things. We need to learn the principles of trusting God even when we're afraid. And sometimes the best way to learn is from other people's mistakes. And that's what we're going to see today. So if you've got your Bibles, we're going to be reading. We're going to pick right back up where we left off yesterday. You know, Numbers chapter 13 yesterday to kind of remind you where we were. The Bible said that Moses sent out some spies, some adventurers, some, some um, you know, surveyors, prospectors, all these 12 people to go and to see what's going on in the promised land. So probably so he can get a battle strategy ready. God wasn't asking them to go and give their opinion on whether or not they could do it. It was just tell them what's there. Well, the 12 spies come back and 10 out of 12 of them say, we can't do this. It is beautiful. It is amazing, but we can't do it. Now, Caleb, one of the 12, stands up and says, no, 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 no. Don't listen to them. We got this. You know why? Because if God sees you to it, he can also see you through it. But fear is starting to spread because they're... The other ones are starting to say, not only was this bad, it was not good, but there was also giants in the land. And so what we're going to pick up is telling the rest of the story from yesterday on how it goes from bad to worse. Moments of fear. Fear is contagious. So when fear comes, we must trust the Lord. Here we go. If you've got your NLT Bibles ready, hold on because it's going to get bad. Here we go. Verse 1. Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. Their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted among themselves. Let's choose a new leader who will go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephthua, Jephthuni, <laughs> tore their clothes. Now pause. Now, when it tore their clothes, it was their outer garment. They would wear an inner garment, uh, kind of like a, like a t-shirt, long t-shirt. Then they have an outer garment, and they could tear that. And it was a symbol of great distress. 
It was a symbol of everything is coming apart. That's, that's what tearing your garment means. Number seven, verse seven, they said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is rich, a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Remember, that means it is sustainable. It can sustain us. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of this land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. What a wonderful testimony. Saying, yeah, they're big, but that's just how much bigger they can fall. God has given us these people. So they are just helpless prey in our eyes. What an amazing thing. But verse 10, the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to all the Israelites in the tabernacle. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? Will they never believe me, even after all the miracle, miraculous signs I have done among them? I will disown them and destroy them with a plague. Then I will make you into a, great, to a nation greater and mightier than they are. God's fed up. He's done. But Moses objected. What will the Egyptians think? If they hear about it, he asked the Lord, they know full well the power you display by rescuing your people from Egypt. Now, if you destroy them, the Egyptians will send a report to the inhabitants of this land who have already heard that you live among your people. They know, Lord, that you have appeared to your people face to face and that your pillar of cloud hovers over them. They know that you go before them in the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Now, if you slaughter all these people with a single blow, the nations will have heard of, who have heard your fame will say, the Lord was not able to bring them into the land that he swore to give them, so he killed them in the wilderness. Please, Lord, prove that your power is great as you have claimed. For the, you said, the Lord is slow to anger, filled with unfailing love, forgiving every kind of sin and rebellion, but he does not excuse the guilty. He lays the sins of the parents upon their children and the entire family as affected, even children to the third and fourth generations. In keeping with your magnificent, unfailing love, please pardon the sins of these people just as you have forgiven them ever since they left Egypt. Then the Lord said, I will pardon them as you have requested. But as surely as I live and as surely as the earth is filled with the Lord's glory, not one of these people will enter that land. They have all seen my miraculous presence and the miraculous signs that I performed both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again, they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. They have never seen the land I swore to give their ancestors. They will never uh, even see the land I swore to give their ancestors. None of those who have treated me with contempt will ever see it. But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. He has remained loyal to me, so I will bring him into the land he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of the land. So now turn around and go back toward the land where the Amalekites and the Canaanites live. Tomorrow, you must set out for the wilderness in the direction of the Red Sea. So what happened was, is that God said, I'm, I am not going to let them in the promised land. If they won't trust me now, they won't trust me then. And so I'm done. But I will let the younger generation, let Caleb's generation go in. But as for you, you do a 180-degree turn, and you head back toward the Red Sea. In other words, they're about halfway there. Go on back. Now watch what happens. Verse 26, Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long must I put up with the wicked community and its complaints about me? Yes, 
I have heard the complaints the Israelites are making against me. Now, tell them this. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very things I heard you say. You will all drop dead in the wilderness. But you complained against me. Because you complained against me, every one of you who is 20 years old or older was included in the resignation registration will die. You will not enter and occupy the land that I swore to give you. The only exceptions will be Caleb, the son of Jethuna, and Joshua, the son of Nun. You said your children would be carried off as plunder? Well, I will bring them safely into the land. They will enjoy what you have despised. But as for you, you will drop dead in the wilderness, and your children will be like shepherds wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. In this way, they will pay for your faithlessness until the last of you lies dead in the wilderness. Because your men explore the land for 40 days, you must wander in the wilderness for 40 days, a year for each day, suffering the consequences of your sin. Then you will discover what it is like to have me for an enemy. Wow. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will certainly do the things to every member of the community who has conspired against me. They will be destroyed here in the wilderness, and here they will die. Man. All right, verse 36. Then the ten men Moses had sent to explore the land, the ones who incited the rebellion against the Lord with their bad report, were struck dead with a plague before the Lord. Of the twelve that had explored the land, only Moses and Caleb remained alive. When Moses reported the Lord's words to all the Israelites, the people were filled with grief. Listen to this. Then they got up early the next morning and went to the top of the range of the hills. Let's go, they said. We realize that we have sinned, but now we are ready to enter the land the Lord promised us. But Moses said, why are you now disobeying the Lord's orders to return to the wilderness? It won't work. Do not go up the land now. It will only crush, be only be crushed by your enemies because the Lord is not with you. When you face the Amalekites and the Canaanites in battle, you will be slaughtered. The Lord will abandon you because you have abandoned the Lord. But the people defiantly pushed ahead toward the hill country, even though neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant left the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in the hills came down and attacked them and chased them back as far as Hormah. Man, I mean, wow. This is that head slap moment of a, come on guys, come on. That moment when you realize you can't reason with fear. What happened was, is when they got back, they started to spread the fear and spread the fear. But even then, Caleb and Joshua got up and said, yeah, they're big. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. We got this, guys. We weren't going to win this anyway. It was always going to come from the Lord. But they were so upset and so messed up that they wouldn't even, and they said they even thought about putting those guys to death. And so finally, God was like, I'm done. Just leave them here. We'll, we'll move on. And Moses is like, please don't do that. If, if you do that, it's going to make you look bad. Now, we're, we're reading this. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit, written from the hands of Moses. So we don't know exactly the way God said that to him other than what was said. And so what God is saying to him is he is saying, I can still raise up a people from you. They would still have been Israelites. Moses was an Israelite. He's just saying, let's let them all die. <laughs> and we'll just start over again. But Moses is interceding, not for a new people group, but he's interceding for that people group, for those Israelites to be able to enter in. And so God just says, all of you who will consistently not listen to me, I'm going to give you what you ask for. You've asked for it. You can have it. You can now stay in the wilderness, and I will let your kids come in. But they're going to have to watch my judgment fall on you. That's their punishment. And then the, the horrible thing is, is then they go, ah, you know, you know, God's right. We're going to go ahead and go in now. <laughs> and then God let them be defeated. 
And so what's the big idea for this? What's the, what's the principle? Be careful what you ask for, because God just might give it to you. Even though he doesn't want it for you, he will not, sometimes God will not force his will on you. God will not force a direction on you. He will let you take the long way around if you so choose. He doesn't want that for you, but he will not stop you from making bad decisions. So be so very careful what you ask for. You just might get it. And for them, they wanted to not go in the promised land. And God said, okay, you get what you want. And it wasn't really what they needed. So God's been talking to us. Let's talk to him in prayer. And we're going to end this today. Here we go. Father, thank you so much that you know us. You love us. And Lord, I'm so thankful. Lord, you are patient with us. Just like the Israelites. How many times, God, do we, do we turn our backs on your plan for us? And then how many times, God, do you finally say, okay, have it your way. But you know what's amazing, God, is as they continue for 40 years in the wilderness, you never stop giving them manna. You never stop taking care of them. Even when sometimes we turn our back on you, you never stop taking care of us. And I pray even in maybe a difficult season we're going through today, we'll remember that you are for us more than we can imagine. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's word says in Numbers chapter 6, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. I love you. Hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow for Numbers chapter 15.